Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, we're on a monorail, and it looks like I can see Dumbo from here. Hey, where's Joe and Chris? Guys, these tubes are awesome. I just wish I could be in the circus. I'm flying, I'm flying! Welcome to episode 182 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Today we'll be giving the his on Dumbo the Flying Elephant, the attraction. Right now we are recording live for our group trip members. If you want to watch us live once a week, all you got to do is go to DizHiz.com and you will find the link at the very top. As well as seeing our faces, you'll be entered into our lovely giveaways. And we're actually doing two giveaways today. Ooh. Oh, are we doing the race? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we can have the race. We can give away a wax melt and a t-shirt okay oh yeah it's exciting right uh so we're always kind of giving away disney merch you also get access to our group troop chat where you can interact with us and our other group troop members so you can sign up for as low as two bucks a month so go check out dizhis.com and if you want to leave us a message or share a memory you can give us a call at 707-842-0345 and you can send us an email at dizhishistory at gmail.com let us know any information we might have gotten wrong or history we just didn't know uh, just email us at dizhishistory at gmail.com. So Dumbo the Flying Elephant is an aerial carousel attraction that originated in Fantasyland at Disneyland in 1955. This carousel features ride vehicles shaped like Dumbo from the 1941 animated movie. The carousel spins guests high off the ground with guests having the ability to make it go higher or lower with the joystick. There are Dumbo the Flying Elephant attractions at six different parks, making it the only ride at all six Disney Castle parks. Which is kind of cool, right? Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And this one, um, this is kind of one of those rides that's important to me because this was my grandmother's favorite ride. And this was one of the rides when I first went to Disney, you know, uh, from you know, I grew up in Queens, New York. And as a city boy, come down to Florida, you know, never had have experienced anything like Disney before. You know, I was like five, five years old. And this was one of the, the first, uh, this is one of the attractions I remember riding um, during that trip. And I rode it with my grandma. And I remember, uh, you know, this was one of her favorite rides. And because of that, this is one of my favorite rides too. Yeah, this is one of those rides that just are not a good ride. But the nostalgia mm-hmm. and the magic yep. uh, makes it a great ride. Because I, I remember going on this when I was little. Even the, even the knockoff ones, like going down the shore uh and going you know on these with my sister and us just pulling the lever to go up and down like that was the coolest thing when uh when i was little and i'm sure as a dad or a mom would be really fun to ride this with your kid and have them pull the lever up or down and make it go you know fly and stuff because there's just there's a lot of magic with this ride Mm -hmm. yeah for sure i didn't really pay attention to the ride much until i had kids Mm. you know definitely was one of those things that you just kind of skipped right on by yeah I actually like the ride for what it is because I like um, roller coasters, but I don't like the rides that go up high in the sky. And Dumbo is like the perfect height for me. So I kind of <laughs> like it. And I like being spun around. So I like Dumbo. Do you like the teacups? Um, yes, I love the teacups. I'll go as fast really? as I can on the teacups. Wow. In this attraction, you know, they it was originally was one over here at Magic Kingdom and they changed it. So there's two. I'm sure we're going to get in that, to, into that in the history. And then when they added that, 
I really like how Disney started adding those interactive features to the queue lines, right? Yeah. Um, and this one has a really good one. I think this is probably one of the better, best ones. I think this is probably the best one at Magic Kingdom because you actually the kids can go and play. Yeah. Like you sit there, you go into the queue, and then they can actually play in like on a playground, and the parents can kind of sit and chill on the side. Um, when my son was a lot younger, uh, I was actually got up in there a couple times to help him, you know, kind of <laughs> navigate through there. Um, they should just do the reality for a... is he wanted to just go and play. The son yeah. was right. an excuse. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. They should have adult versions. Yes, I, they I should. feel like in this queue, they should have like a, a kid version. Then also have like one where adults can go and play and yeah, you know, maybe sure. have a drink. Let's get to the his on Dumbo the Flying Elephant. Dumbo the Flying Elephant is an attraction that was initially designed for the opening of Disneyland California. The first sketches of the ride by Imagineer Bruce Bushman show the ride vehicles based on Dumbo from the 1941 animated movie as pink elephants. The early thought process was there was only to be one Dumbo, so let's make the ride vehicle based on Dumbo's hallucination of a pink elephant parade. The ride was going to be named 10 Pink Elephants on Parade. Walt decided that each child would rather ride on the real Dumbo, so the elephants were turned gray. Walt also wanted his aerial carousel to be an upgrade to the standard carnival or sideshow ride. Disney got advice from Dave Bradley, an owner of park and a collector of old rides, and he thought giving the kids some type of control would make the ride more appealing. This became the joystick that is in each ride vehicle, which allows the guests to move their Dumbo higher or lower than the standard flying height, with max height being 17 feet. There was another aspect of the ride that never properly worked, and those were Dumbo's ears. The early ride vehicles had ears that were connected with hinges, but the mechanics never worked. Aero Development was in charge of the ride's installation, which was set to be an opening day attraction for Disneyland's premiere on July 17, 1955. Unfortunately, when the first batch of fiberglass elephants arrived three weeks before opening day, they weighed 700 pounds each. The ride mechanics failed and the attraction had to be worked on. This delayed the ride's debut for almost a month. The attraction opened on the west side of Fantasyland on August 16, 1955. For the first two years, the ride didn't have the now iconic Timothy Mouse figure on the ball that is on top of the ride's marquee. Disney brought on Disney legend Blaine Gibson to sculpt Timothy Q. Mouse, who would conduct the elephants with a whip. So the idea that this is not just like a you know kid's ride, but the fact that it, they, it was envisioned as an aerial carousel is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, super awesome. Yeah, I like the idea. I like how, you know, they have carousels. Well, how do we, in, in Walt's words, how would we plus a carousel? Let's put it in the air. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think that it, it makes me look at the ride differently now, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, Not what surprising, you though. You know, thinking outside mm -hmm. of the box, making something oh, yeah. better. For yeah. sure. That's that's what Walt that's did. What to, that's what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially. I feel like that's what, um, you know... A lot of the best like creative products out there, that's what pretty much comes down to is thinking outside the box. For example, Taco Bell. 
<laughs> would you um, would you think of this ride differently if it was pink elephants and not actually Dumbo? I think one hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah, it would be, be weird, weird for sure. Yeah, weird. Okay, how many times have you watched Dumbo the movie? Honestly, once, all of I you. Think. I think once. Uh, once, and I don't even think I maybe, remember it. Maybe two or three. Right. Okay. So, and none of you remember the the pink elephants. No. Yeah, I remember them. Really? Isn't that in Winnie the Pooh, the movie? Yeah, it reminds me of Heffalumps. Yeah, me too. Well, clearly there was a fair amount of drug use maybe back when uh, yeah, psychedelics. Psychedelics. 100%. 100%. I love uh, the pink elephants. You know, Was it like a big song. part of the movie? Yes. Hmm. Isn't it, it, is it like a nightmare or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, I remember I just a remember little the, bit, I think. The peanut he was, that he held he, in his trunk. He, yeah, he got really drunk and that's where the you know trumbo got drunk mm-hmm. what <laughs> so but yeah i can't imagine imagine this with pink elephants I mean, he's gotta be dumbo dumbo's the he's like the dude right <laughs> yeah he's the dude i mean they have the whole movie isn't it's not called pink elephants the name that's of the right. movie is not called pink elephants no it's not called 10 pink elephants why would they name it 10 pink elephants on parade was that the name of the song 10 no, it was just pink elephants on the Oh, ride. so they just thought they'd get creative with how many elephants are on the ride. What a super long ride name. <laughs> I know. Hey, <laughs> uh, before we leave, can you go on 10 pink elephants on parade, the ride? <laughs> and then people were like, let's shorten it to 10 P-O-P. No. <laughs> hey, so uh, I like how in the history here, it talked about how much each of them weighed. 700 pounds? Yeah. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. And the max, the max height being 17 feet where it was flying. So that's, that's kind of cool, too. I feel like it's higher than uh, 17 feet. I do, you think too. it is? That's not, what I feel Alex, like. you're a weird man. I'm going to listen, you're weird in so many different ways. Let's just talk about how you say you like roller coasters. Yes. But 17, like, how, you, you don't like heights, right? But you ride all these roller coasters. Yeah, Jeez, man, that's, that's weird it, to huh? me. Yeah. You, you love Expedition Everest. Right. I love Expedition Everest, yes. I, I love the Hulk. <laughs> But no, I will not. I will not. Why? I, I, you got to you know, the Hulk. You know the Doctor Doom that. ride, right? You know that ride? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I went yeah. on a kid's version at a different theme park in Texas, and uh, it was a little too much for me. Wow. It was a, a little too much for you going the Hulk. Of the Doctor Doom. <laughs> yes. What? I get it. I get it. Because, okay, so Expedition Everest and the Hulk, you're up, you're up high, but not for long. Right. You're but up you don't Doom. have control over yourself. Like... It's a, it, like your trajectory, like your potential, because it's a loss of control, right? If you're getting hurt, I feel like you would, your brain would think that would be much greater on a roller coaster. And I, and I also, also don't love Tower of Terror because I don't love the drop feeling. Huh. Well, I know, you know, I, I, I get it because like I can ride any roller coaster, right? But I can't ride a ski lift because it's slow. It gives you time to think about it. About I love how ski high lifts. You are. How do you like ski? Okay, this is going to be like a, a 45 minute conversation. <laughs> Just become a become a psychiatrist session. So, yeah, right. Um, but we should just do a, a whole show on what will Alex ride? Or what will we ride? Com- like, you know, comparatively, kind of like this, like a whole show on. I guess if that's interesting. Let's, we could hey, take bets. If right? you guys think that's interesting, go ahead and email dizhishistory at gmail.com. <laughs> It's the only week we're going to get emails. Please, no, no, please Please don't. don't. Please don't. (laughs) Dumbo the Flying Elephant was, of course, a guest favorite, allowing adults and kids to soar in the air. 
The attraction remained practically unchanged until 1963. This is when the ride's vehicle's ears were changed out for ears with no hinges. The eyes of the ride vehicles were also changed from small black pupils with blue irises to just big black pupils. The eyes would change back to having blue irises in 1998. In the 1970s, Imagineers planned for the attraction to be expanded and renamed Dumbo Circus Land and was even presented as a coming attraction, but it was eventually canceled. In 1983, when Disneyland's new Fantasyland opened, the Dumbo ride was moved to where Skull Rock Lagoon had been. A water feature was added, a donut-shaped pool sits under the ride vehicles with splashing fountain. The ride was also updated with a larger ride mechanic cover to look more like a kinetic toy, which is what is currently on the ride today. After the ride was moved, there were two accidents involving Dumbo the Flying Elephant. In 1989, one of the elephants partially separated from the fiberglass arm, injuring a couple and their three-year-old daughter. The guests only suffered bruises and scrapes, and the attraction was open the next day. A year later, one of the support arms collapsed, injuring a 13-year-old girl who suffered minor bruises. The Dumbo ride was closed permanently until Disneyland could replace the attraction with a safer version. It just so happened that a newly built 16-elephant version of the ride was ready to be installed at Disneyland Paris even though the park wouldn't open for another two years. The attraction was sent to Anaheim and on November 1990, it reopened with 16 rainbow-colored vehicles and a Timothy holding a magic feather instead of a whip. Could you imagine the nightmare scenario if this was called 10 Pink Elephants on Parade and then Paris goes and opens up a 16-ride vehicle? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not, guys, I'm not going to lie, man. One of the, what happened here? One of the accidents? Yeah, two accidents. Yeah, but one of them, um, the, the, the ride vehicle disattached from the, the arm. From the arm. Mm -hmm. I, I always, it, yeah. Think it flew? I, well, you know what? I always try to do that. Like, you try, you try. You to try just, to do that. You try to jam it up there so you do fly away. Are you really trying to get it to, like, launch? When I was five, yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I was trying to break it so then I could fly. Because we were on you Dumbo. Guys, do you guys ever worry about weird things like that when you're on tractions, really, though? No. Now I will. No, I, well, <laughs> <now> I will. <laughs> when, uh, when I rode uh, Spaceship Earth with Scott, you know, like we were going up Spaceship Earth, I'm uh -huh. like, what happens if the ball just fell and we started rolling? What would happen to us? <laughs> <laughs> you know? The force would just hold you right in. Well, I, well, I think I always think about what I'm going to hold on to if that happens. Yeah. It, Is that really what goes through your brain? You should seek help. <laughs> In space, in um, in Spaceship Earth, not Spaceship Earth, in Space Mountain, I'm always tying myself smaller because I feel like I'm going to hit the bars. But even though I know in my mind, I know there's there's gap because tall people ride that ride. I always get small because I feel like I'm going to hit something. Even though I know people taller than me ride the ride, and I'm not going to get decapitated. Yeah, but I don't for some have reason that on that. <laughs> Chris almost falls out of it. Yeah, that's the that's the worry for me. Chris's <laughs> biggest problem is that they measure him at the front, and then they measure him at the the merge point, and then they measure him one more time when he gets right before the Very ride. Humiliated. And they make him take off his shoes just to make make sure he's not stuck in his sneakers. <laughs> and they give him a rag to wash off his beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's see. I kind of like the small little changes that they did i mean i think it's i mean i don't i'm not saying that i like the changes but i think it's cool that they're constantly like doing i think they're doing this to all the attractions just kind of making small little minor changes here and there um you know with the irises and stuff like that because they said a change over at small world which is one of those opening attraction 
you know, um, uh, attractions at Magic Kingdom where they added some characters in wheelchairs. Oh, oh, did they really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, cool. I kinda, but I kind of like that they, they do this to the attraction attractions to kind of keep them fresh. Um, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm writing anything at Magic Kingdom, what was I writing? Not Magic Kingdom, but at Disney. I was writing a, something the other day, and I was like, did they add that? Like, oh, it was um, Living with the Land, because I, I went to Epcot, you know, a couple weeks ago. And they added a couple things to Living with the Land that I, I at least never noticed before. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was new or not, but I think it's kind of cool that they they do this to attractions. Um, I, I thought the water feature, I didn't know that was, like, newer, I guess you can say. I didn't know that was not part of the original attraction. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like the water feature though. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's a nice little addition. And I think wonder why they would do that though, well, like maintenance wise. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot. Well, <laughs> one of the things. I, go ahead. It's it's that typical one department doesn't talk to the other. You know, like the administrators <laughs> that make all the rules, and then the teachers are like, "What are you doing?" You know, same thing. Nobody talked to maintenance before yeah, they right? decided to make that water feature. It's, pr- it's probably not that much maintenance for it, though. They it's just maintenance on the left. They just walk in on Tuesday and go, "Oh, there's water here now." Oh, but you know, fun. <laughs> it could be easier maintenance. No way. Just think about it, though. It's just uh, you're right. It's probably not easier maintenance. But I kind of like it a little bit because I'm kind of reminded, like, um, you know, those little boat rides when you were younger that kind of go around in circles. It's yes, like same yeah. thing, but not in the air. But yeah. it kind of gives that feel. It's kind of like, oh, we're going on a boat ride. Oh, this is a carousel. Oh, it goes up in the air. So it's like three in one almost in a way. Because if yeah. you don't want to go all the way up, you're down at the bottom, like right. me, right? Because I don't like to go. All the, I'm just joking. I do go all the way up. But <laughs> um, I think that I think it's cool. I think it's it's a cool feature. Yeah, for sure. What do you guys think about the whip, the magic feather instead of, instead of the whip? It makes sense changing it from web to a magic feather. Yeah, because then all those years, there's the kids that are afraid that Timothy is gonna whip like them. Whip them. Whip them yeah. good. Um, yeah. I feel like that back then also things were a little bit different. When did this happen? Uh, hold on, what year was it? Late eighties. No, yeah, late eighties. I feel like things were different back then. I mean, if you watch the video videos of how things were, you know, when the park first opened. I mean, people were just like running out on the, there was like no rules. People, now there's so many different rules. There's so many different regulations. There's so many different like guidelines that people have to follow and checks. Before it was just like, whatever. They didn't even care. I mean, if you saw it, like how many people, people were like swimming out to the ferry boat to go on the ferry boat. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is that when this happened in 89, it was like, you know, pick yourself up, dust your knees off. Here's a, uh, that's probably what happened. Here's a, here's a free ticket and a free dinner. <laughs> that's yeah. probably what happened. The probably thing went off. They probably crashed and they're like, well, you know, just uh, shake it off, walk it off. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, they said the 13 year old girl w- went to the hospital and then came back to the park and finished her day. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. She came back. Yeah. She's, she's fine. We <laughs> give her free ice cream. She's good. <laughs> and that's probably when they added the water feature. So if it fell off, you go right into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbo the Flying Elephant was, of course, an opening day attraction at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. But pictures from the 1971 debut showed Dumbo's without hats and no Timothy. The only other change from the Disneyland versions was the water features. The Magic Kingdom has underground utilidors, which made it impossible to add the water pipes necessary for the water fountains. Timothy Q. Mouse was added two years later, and so did Dumbo's hats. In 1993, the attraction was refurbished and updated with 16 ride vehicles. In 97, the attraction's queue received overhangs for cover and topiary decorations. The ride was so popular that eventually Imagineers decided to give Dumbo its own mini-land called Storybook Circus, which was part of the new Fantasyland update. 
The attraction would be moved and it would have water features added with special nighttime light effects. The ride would now also have an interactive queue, which would be a blessing for parents. This queue now featured an indoor air-conditioned play area. Guests would receive a buzzer so they could wait in a virtual line as kids played in the indoor playground featuring rope climbs and trampolines. A second kid-friendly feature was added near the Dumbo attraction and was a Dumbo-themed splash pad named Casey Jr.'s Splash and Soak Station that featured characters in train cars spraying water all over. The biggest addition to the new Dumbo attraction was the second Dumbo ride that spins in the opposite direction of the original ride vehicle. That makes Magic Kingdom the only park with a Dumbo ride that spins clockwise. These dueling Dumbo rides also received a new soundtrack and artwork panels that tell the story of Dumbo. Dumbo the Flying Elephant attractions were also opened in Disneyland Paris in 1992, Hong Kong Disneyland in 2005, and Shanghai Disneyland in 2016. These attractions have always been 16 elephant attractions, except for Tokyo Disneyland's attraction, which debuted in 1983. All of these attractions reside in Fantasyland, except for Shanghai, which is in the Gardens of Imagination. One thing I love about Disney is, uh, or Disney World, Disneyland, etc., is that um, you get these movies and characters that aren't that popular because Dumbo's not, you know, I've never heard anybody say Dumbo's their favorite character or favorite movie for that matter. And if it is, mm-hmm. it's very, very small. But they, they, um, like they made that whole Storybrook circus area. I don't know why it's called Storybrook, but I maybe you could explain that. And uh, the attention to detail in that place is amazing. Like the peanuts in the uh, asphalt mm-hmm. of the, yeah. uh, like stuck in the ground and stuff. So it makes you love Dumbo. Like I love Dumbo because of the ride not because of the movie you know like dumbo mm-hmm. to me is like uh like I, I think i have a funko pop with mickey riding dumbo and i wouldn't have gotten that if the ride wasn't so core cool. it's such a symbol of disney world i think it's cool how they do that mm-hmm. definitely a lot of improvements when they made it the indoor play area and adding double the attraction because before this was a ride that was notoriously a long wait And if you don't have a little one, you're like, why am I going to wait in this line for an hour to ride this thing that I can ride at the fair? So you just kind of skip over it. But the indoor queue is really cool. I know we've all taken our kids through there. You know, it's a nice break, especially from the heat, just to kind of sit down and let the kids run amok and get some of that energy out. And it's actually not a long wait. I mean, have you any of you guys ever waited for like what seems like a long amount of time in that little play area? Sometimes. Not like super long, but I mean, I think that play area definitely makes the wait time um, a little bit shorter because you got to think about it. You got to wait a little bit before you even get into the play area. Probably like 10 minutes, we'll say, you know, five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably in that play area, I would say maybe 20 minutes, right? And then you wait a little bit after. So I just think that play area uh, makes it seem like it's shorter. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. I think so, at least. Um, but it's not like a super long wait, maybe, you know, 30 minutes. Maybe. I don't know. Where are we going to? What's going on, Chris? So I have to address something now that I sound like an idiot. <laughs> so, OK, for people who aren't watching live, Jen in the history said uh, Dumbo Storybook Circus and Alex made her stop and go back and say Storybrook Circus. So that because that's how it's typed in the, in the history. <laughs> so then I said uh, I said in Dumbo Storybrook Circus and uh, Ryan, Ryan so graciously uh let us know that it is, in fact, Storybook Circus. <laughs> so was there a website that said Storybrook or was it a typo, Alex? It might have been a typo. And I'm like Ron Burgundy. If I see <laughs> it, I'm going to read really it. So <laughs> I told Jen she said it wrong, but she didn't. She corrected herself because she knew what it was actually was. <laughs> I was just rolling with it, man. <laughs> Do you think that 
that possibly the you know the thing in the inside with the playground for the kids kind of makes you feel like it's a, a shorter wait oh 100 percent. just because it's like i said indoors and there's the stadium type of seating for parents and you know you walk in there and you see this just this gaggle of parents everybody's sitting on their face on the the risers and 90 percent of them are on their phones and the kids are just kind of going crazy and you know i remember like when my son was younger kind of like really trying hard to keep an eye on him as the toddler but you know a lot of times they had my older ones so it'd be like now watch your brother i just mm-hmm. want to sit for a minute hey uh alex you think we should give this ride a rating we all wrote it we've been on this ride oh yeah i didn't think about that when i was doing putting the um episode together i did not think about doing a rating does anyone want to go ahead and keep on talking about this part of the history or do you want to move on to the rating i'm ready to rate let's just do a quick yeah, rate it yeah yeah one through ten okay so uh, we'll do a quick rating i mean we'll kind of talk a little bit about adam's rubric or whatever you know like is it lasting like i i think so i'm gonna i'm gonna give this ride overall an eight Right. And the reason why I think it's long lasting, obviously, it's been around since, you know, the park first opened. They keep on adding things to it. They added a whole like there's two of them instead of one of them. You know, uh, it, it's just not nostalgic for me. I give it a magic point. So it has all those things that are from me. So I'm going to give it an eight. How about you, Jen? I'm going to give it a seven and a half. OK. And why seven and a half? Because, I mean, it's I'm high points for being iconic. You know, it definitely has that staying power and things like that. But it's not something that I I can't even tell you the last time that we've been on it. So, yeah, once your kids aged up, it's not a ride you're going to stop at. Mm-hmm. OK, how about you, Chris? I'd give it an 8.2. 8.2. OK, <laughs> yeah, not quite a nine, not quite an eight. Did you just want to go to beat me? Half. Is that why you got 8.2? No, I always use, a little bit over. Listen, listen, I always use decimals. I was going to do an eight and a half, but I was like, listen, it's not quite an eight, not quite a nine. But not quite an eight and a half either. I'd actually give it an 8.25, but I don't go that hardcore on the decibels. <laughs> 8.2 for me, just because I feel like when I have a kid, it's going to be close to a 10. Just because I feel like they're going to enjoy it so much and it's going to make that ride so much better for me. But like, I'm never going to ride this ride by myself. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I'm not going to waste my time riding. I waste my time doing way too much at Disney. I, I got to cut some stuff out. And this is going to be one of those rides. I do enjoy looking at it, though cool ride to just it is cool yeah just look at for a couple of seconds like ah it's dumbo and then just keep going okay how about you alex um i'm gonna give this an eight actually um you know i i I wanted to give it a seven but i was like you know what this is a ride that um i look forward to going on with my kids of course there will be a point where they want to go won't want to go on it but you know what i think i'll force them to go on it anyways because you know why not why not and um i think uh the fact that it's at five of the castle parks is that what they said in this in the history there um, yes mm-hmm. yeah i think that that speaks alone for itself it's it's like the only ride that is everywhere and i think that says a lot about the quality the type of ride and the world recognition it gets so i think it deserves mm-hmm. an eight not a seven it's like an 11 actually on the alex scale you basically yeah that's sure man that's sure <laughs> like super high <laughs> think we okay, all need to chip in and get him like a Dumbo shirt or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> as long as a Dumbo ride shirt, not just a Dumbo shirt. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. Former United States President Harry S. Truman refused to ride Dumbo in 1957 because it was the Republican Party symbol. 
John Stamos revealed during the pandemic that he owned a classic Dumbo ride vehicle that sits in his home. And I tried figuring out how he got it, like if he paid for it, how much he paid for it. I couldn't find anything online about how he got this. this they auction. They auction them. They have absolutely auctioned them before. I know. I've found also one has the auction. giant D from the Disney. I know he does. In his backyard. He does. Each train car in Casey Jr.'s splash pad area features a number, which are the years each Walt Disney World's theme parks opened. 1971, 1982, 1989, and 1998. During the 1992 Disneyana convention, one of the original ride vehicles sold for $16,000. For Disneyland's 50th anniversary in 2005, one of the Dumbo ride vehicles was painted gold. In the original Mickey Mouse Club series, an opening song to Wednesday's Anything Can Happen Day featured a scene with an original Dumbo vehicle with the flapping ears functional. That's pretty cool that you can see yeah, the, the flapping. Yeah, I kind of want to see it. I, I wonder why they wouldn't update it now and give it the ears because it would be so easy to do. One Spending more part to break. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but maintenance to come come to work one day and be like, what? Now we have this. Now? The water was, was you know, it was close. But now flapping ears, it's too much, Disney. Come on. <laughs> the J-Pack. Exception to Disneyland Paris has an extra Dumbo ride vehicle outside the attraction for a guest photo op. To celebrate Disneyland's 50th anniversary, an original Dumbo ride vehicle was donated to the Smithsonian National Museum of American History, where it is on display. The music for the attraction is provided by a 1915 band organ built by Gavioli and can be heard playing a number of iconic Disney songs up to a mile away. I have another quick fire quick fact that you don't have listed. Okay, go ahead. Well, I don't know how to say it all official. Do it. (laughs) Just say the fact. Say the the fact. uh, Yeah. There is a Dumbo ride car submerged in the lagoon at Castaway Key that you can actually swim down to. We talked about this. Yeah, we talked about this. And take a picture in it. Oh, That's really yeah. cool. You guys talked about last but I, I didn't find that anywhere, but yeah, you're right. We here at the Dizzes think Dumbo the Flying Elephant is, of course, a Disney Park classic. This attraction is fun for all ages and is a must-ride for anyone who is new to the Disney Parks. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. 
Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, you want to hear something really cool, Alec? Sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the Goof Troop, Alex. Do you know about the Goof Troop? I kind of do. Well, it's a great way to support the show. You get access to our live shows, which is like a total mess. Oh, it's a total mess. I edit it, and I had to sit there and make sure it sounds professional. Yeah, and it's not at all. Uh, we do giveaways, you know, a couple times a month. We're yeah. giving away wax melts. We're giving away candles. You know, know. We're giving away books. It's not fair because I can't be in the giveaways because I'm a host. I always try to get in the giveaways, but uh, yeah, it's really not right if I join in, right? No. But you can support us for as low as $2 a month, and you can get access to all of these things. Just for $2? Yeah, just for $2. Wow. In our Discord chat, I mean, our Discord chat is off the chain. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. We have made lifelong friends in mm-hmm. our Discord chat. It's bumping, uh, as the kids would say. It is bumping, as the kids are saying. And you can, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great Patreon members that keep our chat super active. There's so many great members that I look forward to every morning to wake up. And to talk to you every day. So where do you get join this Patreon? So oh, good question there, Alex. All you have to do is go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z dot com. On the very top, there's a Goof Troop link. Just hit the Goof Troop link. It takes you to our Patreon, and there's so many different ways you can support our show. And as low as $2 a month. As low as $2 a month. And it helps us keep our website up. It helps us with advertising, you know. So for as low as $2 a month, you can help support our show. You can help us advertise to get our show out there from to more people so they can listen. And so we, because we love to interact with fans, we love interacting with everyone. Um, so go ahead and join and join our Discord. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. So D-plus this week is going to be Willow, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, this is one of my favorite movies. I loved it is growing it really? up. I lo- yeah, man. So any type of movie that's kind of like Lord of the Rings has that feel to it is a movie that I really enjoy, right? Lord of the Rings, one of my favorite movies. This is also one of my favorite movies. I love Mad Mardigan. I love Val Kilmer's character in it, you know? Like, one of my favorite scenes of all time is when he's sitting there, and they always, like, recreate this scene in, like, a bunch of movies. But they have, like, the two, like, the three-headed dragon, uh-huh. right? And the 300, dra- like, Mad Mardigan's, like, about to fight, like, 50 guys or something like that. Oh, yeah, does, yeah, like, yeah. His little sword skills. He's, like, going behind the bathroom, all these different things. And then all the people, like... 
uh, and the dragon is behind Matt, like Mad Mardigan behind Val Kilmer, and he Val Kilmer doesn't see the dragon, yeah. right? But everyone else does, and they kind of stop, they look, and they run away. And he's kind of like, ah, yeah, like they ran away because of me. And then he turns around, and he's like, what? Oh, the dragon's right there, and he runs with them. You know, I think it's like really funny. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's, I love the movie. And Alex, you just watched this not too long ago, right? Yeah. So you know, I like, I love sci-fi movies, and I never, I don't remember ever seeing Willow growing up, which is so weird. And so I watched it for the first time beginning to end uh, a week and a half ago, and I liked it a lot. It was a really good movie. I think I think um, it was a fun movie, and I'm looking forward to the series coming out, uh, I think, yeah. very soon because it was it was fun. It was a good, fun movie. I liked the setting. I like all the different things in it. You know, when yeah. you go into a, a, um, a sci-fi world, it's hit or miss if it's going to make sense because they're making things up, and they're trying to put uh -huh. in words that aren't real. You know, but George Lucas, who had a who uh, who did the story, he's very good at making things up, but it's sounding like real things. And mm -hmm. um, I think it was really good. And of course, the director is Ron Howard, like director yeah. Ron Howard, writer George Lucas. Like, how have you not seen this movie, Chris? But is it sci-fi movie? It's more fantasy. Yes, it's fantasy. You're right. It's fantasy. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it can be a little bit science fiction, maybe. You know, right? But mm -hmm. it's definitely, I think, fantasy. Um, Work Davis, okay. First off, is a freaking icon, like a legend. Yes, right? he this is. This is a legend mm -hmm. actor. You know, he's been in the Harry Potter movies. He's been in pretty much every, even in the Star Wars movies, right? Mm -hmm. And he's Willow, hilarious. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> wait for the TV show to come out, and um, I'm interested to see how they do the connection and everything. Um, uh, I think yeah, really me good. too. Me too. And I heard they're going to do something with Man Mardigan. I, I know that Val Kilmer, you know, he's not doing well health wise, but they're going to have some type of tribute to him in, in the TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, yeah, I can't wait for the TV show, which is going to be coming out here soon. And um, did you see the commercial for it? Like the, the preview for it, Alex? Yes. Where he, he's like, they have all these young actor, actors and actresses. Uh -huh. He's kind of going around and he's like, you know, obviously they know who he is, right? And he's like, they're like, who are you? Like, weren't you like in Lord of the Rings and stuff like that? And he's like, what? No, I'm not Lord of the Rings. And they're, it's, and the one girl who's in the, the, in the TV show, she was in Rogue, Rogue, no, no, Hans. Han, um, yeah. Han she's, Solo. She's like, we're Solo. in a movie together. He's like, what? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> we were in a movie together. They were, they were, they had the scenes together. They're like, no, who are you? Like, we, we, I don't know who you are. But the one girl, she was in Solo, right? She yep. was like the leader of the rebellion, I guess, mm -hmm. on, with Solo. Aaron and then also, yeah. And also, she was in uh, Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. She was the main person that they were like the Winter Soldier was trying to. They were trying to catch. Correct. Yeah, she's she's good. I can't. They have a lot of good stars coming in this movie, and then they have some people coming back. And it's I think it's going to be good mesh. And uh, I really hope they do it justice. I think they're going to. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where between November 28th and December 4th, we'll be watching Ant-Man and the Wasp as part of our MCU series. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms, including the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash the D Plus Club with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. Okay, so right now we are going to do a giveaway. The first giveaway will be the wax mount, right? And what we have up here on the screen for you who are listening is that we're going to do a race 
Right, and, sc- and right now Chris is sharing his screen. We can have you see the duck hands. race? Yes. Yeah, we can see it. Oh, you can see it? We, okay. We have a oh, duck race that, that's yeah. up on the screen, and we're going to have the, our ducks oh, race so across funny. the screen. <laughs> so every duck, <laughs> for the people listening, every duck is in a costume. So you have a space duck, you have a clown duck, you have a king duck, you have a pirate duck, and then they have names above them, and that's going to represent the um, people in our Patreon who have a chance to win because they're Patreon members. All right, so somebody in Patreon, anybody, Put a number one through ten, and I'm going to use that number to uh, whoever with the first number I see. All right, two. So we're going to shuffle twice. One, two. All right. Here we yes, go. The race. Ready. Thirty seconds. Here we go. And we're off. All right. Oh, he gets off to an early lead. I think. Uh, Steve. Yeah. The doctor. Steve, doctor. Doctor Steve. Steve. Oh, Jared. Surgeon Steve. N- naked Jared and Emily trails right behind. Oh, Emily taking an early. Oh, lead. taking a lead. Oh Our man. Oh, exciting. Wow, this is our. Uh oh. Look at Jared. So many people are so Jared far behind. Jared. Emily's so far. I don't know. Jared's booking. Uh oh. What, what's this? What's Wait. this? Oh, he's coming back. Astronaut Who's that? Ryan. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Oh, oh Dane. Oh, Dane is Pink Duck it. Dane is coming. Oh, oh Pink oh, Duck Dane Dane's is going to lead. He's got it. Gonna, oh, my it. gosh. Wow. Oh, so congratulations, <laughs> Dane. Dane gets this a wax is the best <laughs> giveaway ever. I did a monster race for Halloween, Jen. It was, it was so fun. For, uh, I did it like awesome. a random Hey, giveaway. guess what? I'm recording this. I'm going to post this in chat. Oh, I'm going to awesome, edit it and post awesome. it in chat. There you go. That's Dane. nice. All right. Another number one through ten, guys. First to see. So what is this for? A t-shirt. This is for a t-shirt? Two. Three, four, five, six, seven. All right, good luck, everybody. Oh my gosh! Go, Three, for a t-shirt. Two, one for the t-shirt. Who's wearing the All crown? Right. Tara wearing oh, a crown. Tara. Tara. Both Taras. Both oh Taras are off to a nice start. Oh here. man! Uh, but we saw the last time. It doesn't matter if yeah. you get the. That's not how start. you start. It's how you finish. It's how much heart you have. A Tara. I mean, yeah, two, two of them in the front. Two Way in the front. But who's this? Oh is this a panda duck coming? Uh oh, no, okay. Trent! Oh, hey, Trent! Trent's coming from Star- oh, Trent! Trent is watching. <laughs> Trent is watching. Oh, oh, oh Tara Jared! Tara on oh, the bottom. Oh, Another Tara. Oh, a new Tara is coming. Oh, 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 Tara with the win. She had, wow. she had the whole race, and then a third one came out of nowhere. That was awesome. Oh man! I feel like we should just do this for fun. I know, right? Forget about game night. This is the new game night. Oh, that was fun, guys. All right, so congratulations to the two winners. So um, this week in Disney, I didn't really do too much this week in Disney just because, you know, finishing up, I'm a teacher just kind of finishing up my week, you know, and kind of getting ready for, you know, for, for the break so I can set myself up for when I come back and things are not as crazy. Um, but... Let's talk about JPEG, which is kind of big news, right? Uh, JPEG is no longer CEO of Disney. Bob Iger kind of took over. Uh, you're welcome, everyone listening out there, because obviously you <laughs> heard our, my last rant. Uh, you know, and now did he just take over? I'm not sure if you guys see some of the things that he did today, which we're recording on the 22nd, you know, yeah. a couple days before Thanksgiving because of Thanksgiving. Um, but he's kind of, kind of, some of the people that JPEG hired, mm-hmm. he's kind of getting rid of. Yeah, I saw, I saw people getting fired. I don't know. I don't keep up to date, so I don't know who they are, but I imagine they were something that JPEG brought in that Iger thought they're not doing the job correctly. Well, yeah, so. it was, it wasn't it the, um, it was who they considered JPEG's right hand man. Yes. Mm. And, and ironically, the line of business that was the one that was in the deficit for fourth quarter earnings. Right, Chris? Yes, and uh, people forget that Bob Iger was the one who picked Bob JPEG to be the uh, No one forgets CEO. that. 
People forget that. No but, way. But, 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 you know, you can be, you can pick somebody, you can befriend somebody, and then they turn out to be completely different when you're gone. I don't sure. know if this was all Chapek's fault, and I hope that we hear what happened behind the scenes. Obviously, Chapek is going to get blamed for all because he's a CEO, and to an extent, he should be blamed. But I'm curious to see, like, why why is Josh Tomorrow not getting it? Like, everyone loves Josh Tomorrow. No one ever's like something happens with the parks. They always blame Chapek and not Josh Tomorrow. Why? So I'm curious to see what happens behind what happened behind the scenes. I'm sure Chapek. I mean, Chapek has to sign off on these things. I'm sure, but there's also a board that has to, you know, has to um, help make some of these decisions too so i'm curious to see what chapek did and didn't do i hope that it comes out one day now did you guys see the severance package that chapek received no no i'm sure that's it gonna... was over 20 million dollars what that he's getting and plus more because he owns so much in stock and this and that there's all there's 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 other stuff that he's getting it so he was but he also is part of the severance package he's not allowed to talk about uh you know the firing and it came out that he was fired without cause. That's what it was officially um, labeled as. So I, I, I hope cause. one day we get a book or something uh, from somebody within, because it's really interesting. Uh, Chapek was the face of all the failure, but I'm, I'm, I wonder if it was really him or I wonder if it was a, a group effort because we see now his, his right-hand man was fired. So couldn't have all been Chapek. It had to have been, you know, partly this other guy too. I'm, I'm, I, I'm curious to see what other heads will roll, I guess. Yeah, uh, but guess, but you know, as a leader, you gotta take, you gotta own up to it, right? Well, no, no, so, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying is, is, as he has to sign off on these decisions. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering, you know, where, who else was was part of all the, who else was part of Genie Plus? Who else was part of, um, yeah, you know, all these things. Look at the, all these failures. That when was the last time Disney was failing at things? Disney, although they're making money, they're failing um, as far as, uh, you know emotion and 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 you know people's attitudes towards them did you see speaking of financially the star cruiser they they, they can't even sell out of of the uh of the star cruiser um the um hotel it's it's great it's great because well, so they're much offering money, a dvc discount to uh what's it called um yeah they're discount to dvc members it's crazy Our, to the, to the star cruiser mm-hmm. really how much uh, i think it's at upwards of 30 percent oh really Mm-hmm. Ooh, we should go first, this is the first year they should not have any problems selling out of this but they wanted to charge thousands of dollars to to experience it so i mean that's what happens but i'm all i'm trying to say is that um i'm curious to see because obviously chapek was fired because of the earnings report and they need to save the they need to save their butts with the um with their stock price and bring Iger back to you know is going to do exactly that obviously it's Iger too so he's going to creatively build you know hopefully be in a good place too but I'm excited Iger's back. That's for sure. I'm just curious to see what what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So am I. Uh, I hope they they already started changing some things, and this had just happened like yesterday or whatever. Uh, I really hope they. What I want to see is I want to see them bring back employees to the parks, right? Like right, but I mean, this you don't think uh, Disney uh, having a hiring freeze had anything to do with this? I think them letting price. off people. I think it was the stock price. You think it was just, do you think it was the stock price? I think I had a multiple different things. I mean, there's been talks of him, you know, being fired for a while. You know, this is not just something that's came about. We heard rumors about this, like, what, three months ago that this Joe, was going to happen? Everyone's like, please, please, Joe, please. Disney paid him $20 million to leave. It was for the stock price. <laughs> <laughs> they, need know, to, they, need, they need to save themselves. And then Iger gets to kind of redeem himself, too. You know, because he picked him. Or know? he so can he fail. Gets, he, he, yeah, but I don't know. Will he? 
I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. He's got to do the same thing he did. To be continued. Yeah. yeah, I know. I don't think he, did, he can't do worse. Josh tomorrow got a promotion. Did he really? Mm-hmm. I just saw that. Um, hold on. Wow. I think he's a food and beverage manager. Chris, you love tomorrow. I do? That YouTube guy. You, that's who that is, right? <laughs> Are we talking about the rapper? Paging Mr. Morrow, Josh tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I saw something that he got a promotion. I believe it. Man, I wish I could fail at a job so bad they'd pay me $20 million to go away. I would gladly go away for $20. Right? right Dude, I'd be like, so where do you want me to go? If you want me, you tell me the continent and I will go there. I, I, I would have failed for $1 million. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. I just failed for free right now. You walk in, you work in doorway, you go, we can go two or one ways. You can pay me a million dollars now or I can ruin your, your company for the next five years and then you have to pay me $20 million. $20 million. <laughs> but I want to see, I think, you know, if you start bringing back people like employees to the parks, I feel like I feel like that's a really, you're going to get better customer service because people are not going to be as frustrated. Because right now you're not getting the same customer service, which I kind of talked about last week. You're not getting the same customer service because people are frustrated, right? And the reason the employees are frustrated, cast members are frustrated are because it's not enough of them to go around to help people, right? Oh, so are I feel you happier? Like that's an issue. Are you happier last week now that Chapex gone? I'm a little happier, yeah. <laughs> See, that's what Disney wanted. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They saved face. <laughs> <laughs> they were people literally celebrating on the uh, on Main Street USA. There's videos of it. People celebrating. Rita's Water Ice or something like that. That's out in Orlando. They had a you know, come show your cast ID to celebrate and get like ten percent <laughs> off. Wow. But you know, I think it's because of stock prices. It, had, it was it was almost at two hundred dollars last year. No one likes them. No yeah, one likes them. They, they have they have a date. They have a date. You could go get discounts as a cast member at, at a freaking Italian ice place. People don't <laughs> like them, but it's not. So that's not the only reason. I'm curious to see what happens now. Now that he's gone, because now now the name Bob Chapek is no longer at the company. Let's see what happens the next six months. Iger's with him for two more years. Uh, then he's really? gone again. Yeah, it's, he's he's gonna uh, he's with him until twenty. Four or five, I forget, but it's two years. Here's my chance. Maybe I can make it in with them. Yeah. Start running things. We can we can uh, kind of throw out the idea of the VR um, headsets on Dumbo. <laughs> Maybe we get another book too. Maybe we get another uh... oh Bob Iger book. Yeah, <laughs> he needs some more. He needs more money. <laughs> so what else? Uh, so I didn't really do anything Disney. You know, of course that's the big news for this week. Chris, did you do anything Disney this week? I did. First of all, uh, Sunday night, New Ryan hosted a game night. And it was very, very fun. He uh, he did a, a really nice job with it. It was Jeopardy. And it was me, uh, old Ryan, Steve, and Tara. And we played Jeopardy. And he had this PowerPoint set up. And it was an interactive PowerPoint where Jeopardy was fully functional with the sounds and everything. That's cool. The coolest part about it was he had us log into this buzzer website. And uh, we got to buzz in on our phones or computer wow. or whatever. And it told you who who was the first, second, or third person to buzz in. Like it told you who was you know who got it. It was really neat. There was there was daily doubles. There was Final Jeopardy. Everything. And uh, so he he made so the template wasn't his, but he made every single question an answer on there. And it was a really really good mix of hard, and I wouldn't even say easy, but like moderately easy to like middle of the you know middle of the road questions. And it was like it was really fun. The categories were very creative. 
And you could tell that Ryan never missed an episode of Jeopardy because everything was <laughs> was spot on. It was really, really fun, though. So did he wear a wig? I know Ryan likes to dress up when he comes to our uh, our live shows. He did have the backdrop of Jeopardy. I thought we were he in did? studio. Yeah, but it was it was awesome. I can't wait to do another one. Um, and I would encourage everyone to be there. But I liked uh, being just a couple of just a few people. The four people was really fun. So we would have been there, but we were celebrating <laughs> Jen's know. birthday. It was really fun, and I can't wait for I can't wait to do it again. Um, that was Sunday night. Then on um, I don't know what day it was. Oh, I think it was um, Sunday night. Sunday night. I wait. Yeah. Oh, this was Sunday night too. I um, I got those. I, I talked about them last week. Those Pixar uh, playing cards. I got my box oh, yeah. in. I opened a whole booster box of them. It was sixteen packs, and I didn't get any of the heavy heavy hitters, but I did get some really really cool cards. I got some what they call like secret rares or super rares. I don't know what they call them. I got the my big card in the uh, in the pack was a Bugs Life card, and it had a gold Pixar stamp over it, which is really nice because I love Bugs Life. So that was a cool card to pull. Um, my favorite card I pulled, and I'll post pictures later in chat, was um was from Soul. And it was a really cool holographic pattern on it in like that, you know, kind of purgatory, whatever you want to call it, world. Um, now, those cards, I said there was uh, some really expensive cards in the set. I was watching a stream on that Whatnot app and somebody paid $35 for three packs and pulled a $4,000 Luxo card. Luxo the Lane. Wow. Yeah. So didn't get that box, but I had a lot of fun. Emily and I went back and forth opening a pack each and it was a lot of you fun. You guys posted a video? No, because she was um, it was late and she was already for bed, so she didn't want to be recorded. Which OK, so um, but I am going to post pictures of it and I probably get another box, too, because they were really fun to open. And that's it. OK, how about you, Alex? I did nothing Disney this week. Um, we watched we family a family in town. I got family in town. We watched a lot of stuff, but we did not watch anything Disney. OK, how about you, Jen? Uh, I did food and wine and that was how was that? That was fun. Yeah. I did that. My sister came into town from Ohio, so we... Thanks uh, for inviting me. I went with my sister. I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just kidding. And also, you were working. Yeah, I know. And we hung out a bunch. That yeah. Week. No. Um. So we kind of... We had done a little bit of food and wine a couple months ago, and so we just kind of finished it up. And And for the first time ever, had something that was absolutely disgusting to me. <gasps> what was it? What was the, it? Three cheese beignet in France. Oh, what? It wasn't good? Oh, it was horrible. It was, if you look it up, it's a donut. It's like one of those filled donuts. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it is. Except instead of it being like jelly or Boston cream, they fill it with cheese. But it's not even good cheese. And then they put another like gooey cheese on top of it. So you can tell it's a donut. It was so disgusting. Yikes. So, but I got to eat my Greek food and that was good. And I had some lavender sake, which did not even taste like alcohol. And that was very dangerous. <laughs> also, I also my... had food and wine this week, Jen, just not at Disney. Ah, uh, my new favorite uh, hangout, though, is the uh, Cava de Tequila or whatever it is. In, uh, oh, and that, yeah, yeah. The place nice. Is cool. It's kind of small in there, though. Oh, I love it. What'd you drink there again? Oh, it's, it was something I didn't, that was the end of the night. So I wasn't, I had stopped drinking, but Mm. my brother-in-law got this and it was like the spicy, smoky kind of chili drink. Oh my goodness. Oh, I don't even know what it was. It was so good though. That sounds interesting. Hmm. Uh, okay. Anything else? 
That's all I did. Okay. I did do one other thing. Is that, uh, First off, also, we've been playing a lot of Marvel Snap, mm-hmm. right? Of course. And then also, I watched some Bluey. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I watched one episode uh, with uh, Muffin, and he's sitting there with the, 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 like the iPad or whatever. Yes. Like He has like the tablet, and he's like running she... around. That's, it was funny. That's my new favorite character is Muffin. Muffin is hilarious. She had the iPad, and she was running around because she wanted to share with her sister socks. Yep. Yeah, it was funny. And did you? What do you mean? Yeah. No, what are you talking about? Sister socks? What do you mean? They're all female. Well, I know, but what are you talking about socks, though? What do you mean socks? She didn't want to share with her sister socks, the other dog in her house, the other puppy, the puppy. No, I, I thought it was because, like, it, they kept on saying something about the cowboy hat, and the right. dad was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, he was like, Muffy, Muffy, you have to share with your sister. And uh, The fact yeah. that Alex can just recite any of the... <laughs> hey he's like oh that was episode 35 it's season three but uh i'm pretty sure but uh he's kind of he's kind of like your brother um spouting off uh mlb facts that's true (laughs) hey bluey is blowing up it is it is very very popular nowadays and i was on the ground floor i was on the ground floor of it you were next week on the Diz his podcast we are going to be doing a game show so go ahead and tune in for that because that's gonna be a lot of fun and neil's and Niels, yeah, for sure. Niels wants to know. So that's the his on Dumbo the Flying Elephant. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. I'm Chris. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHis65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHis. Williams and get 35% off Emerald products and Super Deck stains May 19th through the 22nd. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.